Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, April 12th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're talking about one of the post-resurrection sightings of Jesus. But before we get to that, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, often in the midst of our lives and the busyness that surrounds us, it is difficult to see you. It is difficult to find you. We pray that you would reveal yourself to us in your love and grace and that we would recognize where you are working in the world and participate with that. Amen. Amen. Our first reading is the familiar Emmaus Road story from the 24th chapter of Luke, verses 13 through 35. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, there is a lot going on in this text, a lot happening in this story. Uh, What stands out to you the most, and, and what does this text tell us about Jesus? Oh, there is a lot going on. I can't make up my mind what I want to talk about, Brett. Um, I think what stands out to me the most is that after his death and resurrection, Jesus still comes to people. Hmm. I think that's where I just want to start. That after he is resurrected, um, it's not just that he doesn't show himself again or that he immediately ascends into heaven, but that he instead comes to these people who are just walking along the road and talks with them. And so I think that really stands out to me the most because that would mean then that in some way Jesus still comes to us too, mm. that after the resurrection we might find ourselves having an experience of Jesus Christ. I think the second thing that stands out to me is that he opens up the scriptures to them um, I really love that because I have I always say that all Bible studies should happen in community. And these two disciples who are walking along, they know the biblical text. But they're so focused on the events of what happened that they forget to connect the story of Jesus with the, what the prophet said, with what Isaiah told them about suffering, even all the way back to Moses. And so it takes Jesus saying, yes. You're right, this is what happened. But remember, you've also been taught through the scriptures that there would be suffering and that that would happen. And so I think this is a really good example of needing more voices interpreting scripture than just our own. Hmm. So I'll stop there and wait for you to tell me what I should really be focused on. (laughs) Well, no, it's a perfect segue. You know, I was really struck by, um, you know, they're talking together when Jesus comes up and, and, and asks them what they're talking about. And clearly they're well-versed in the scriptures. And they're probably, you know, discussing the pros and cons of, of, what, uh, of what they've heard from people, of, of the scriptures. And, and they're, you know, it's kind of, in my mind, it's almost kind of like this high theology talk. Uh, and they're admitting that, you know, that there are stories of women who have gone to the tomb, but they don't seem quite convinced of that yet. That, well, they are women. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a little suspect they, because they of their are. gender. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so um, I think sometimes we uh, get caught up in our own talking uh, and don't do a good enough job of listening. Um, and, and that's what Jesus is, is really pointing I mean, he's saying, you know, you, you've heard it, you've read it, you know it. Um, and, and sometimes we can almost use the uh, intellectual, and by we, I'm like really including myself in this, uh, um, uh, the intellectual discussion as a guard to the experience of the resurrection. Um, to, we can use that as a guard to listening to the stories of how Christ is working in the world. Um, sometimes, sometimes we hear testimonies or stories of people and we're like, mm, did that happen? I don't know. And then you it breaks into a discussion of like, did that really happen? Um, instead of saying like, oh, we know this to be true about God, that God resurrects. We know this to be true about God that he loves. We know this to be true about God that God cares for uh, people. Um, and so when we hear those stories, maybe Jesus is saying, just listen to those stories. You know what's interesting about that, Brad, is that I feel like I've had an experience of God, of God speaking into my life. 
And after having the experience, I have never doubted it. Now, I can see how other people would doubt it. Sure. It sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. or far-fetched. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting to me that even years later in my cynical mind, I've never doubted that that mm. is what that was. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that they say, haven't you heard about the prophet Jesus? So if he had been a great teacher and condemned and died, he would have been at best a prophet. Yeah. But he is there speaking with them now, and he connects it to the greater story of Israel needing a Messiah, and that is who he is. I also think it's interesting to remember that no one had an expectation that he would rise again, not a single person. They might have hoped that there would be a second coming when God would raise everyone, Mm -hmm. but it never even crossed their minds that he might get up out of the grave. It's it's. You know, Jesus is kind of like almost goading them or playing dumb. And, and in a lot of ways, I think that this is what prayer is. Prayer is they're coming and they're spelling out to Jesus exactly where they're at right now. I don't uh-huh. understand. This is what I've heard. This doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Uh, and in talking it out and as Jesus, tell me more about that. You know, of, of that's what prayer is, is we go to God and we explain to God what we're feeling, how we're feeling, uh, what we think about God in this moment, what we are confused about with Jesus. Um, and it's in talking it out with Jesus uh, and then eventually to this almost to this sacramental scene that uh, they have this, uh, this epiphany, this realization of who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, but I, I just love the idea of, of Jesus saying, you know, tell me more about that. You know, talk, talk a little more. And I wonder in our prayer life um, if, if that would happen. If we thought about Jesus saying that, if that would help us get to those experiences of God, of just picturing Jesus saying, all right, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. I also just want to say one other thing, which is, you know, I think that we have to bring even our doubt and our worry to God. And what I mean by that is these two disciples have no idea what to make of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they don't until they bring it to Jesus. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, you know, I've never had a spiritual experience. What do I do? And the answer is, you ask Jesus to help you have a spiritual experience yeah. if that's what he wants for you. Yeah. You know, um, all of it has to be brought before the Lord. Um, and so... Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, so often I hear... And there's kind of these movements of like, if we just get back to how the early church was, if we just get back to, you know, what, you know, those, those who were close to when Jesus lived. And it's like, listen, the early church was pretty screwed up. There was a lot of bad things going on and they're trying to figure it out. And I love that we have this early, early story of this is what faith looks like for the early disciples is it's doubt and it's confusion. Um, yeah. And, and that is, that has been the story of faith since Jesus' resurrection. But you know what is is different? I think people are the same across all time and space. Hot messes. But um, (laughs) it's interesting because I think there's a part of the modern person who, if they had these worries, would think, I just need more knowledge. Mm -hmm. I need to study more. I'll read what other people have said instead of bringing it to the living God in our concerns and in our prayers. Mm -hmm. So... With that, first of all, I just want to say, dear listener, we were worried we weren't going to have enough to say today, and we did it. Good job, (laughs) Brett and Tara. Um, Our quote is from Friedrich Buechner. He writes, I believe that whether we recognize him or not, or believe in him or not, or even know his name, again and again, Jesus comes and walks a little way with us along whatever road we're following. 
and I believe that he offers us, the way he did at Emmaus, the bread of life, offers us new hope, a new vision of light that not even the dark world can overcome. And thanks be to God for that. Thanks be to God for that. Gave me chills. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll be back on Wednesday, and we hope you'll join us then. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever, ever upon you. Amen. Amen.